0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going down, everybody? It's your boy Ray G. You can find me on Twitter at RayGQ. Thank you for checking out the show, coming to the station, watching on YouTube, listening on the podcast. If you are subscribed to Destination Debbie, subscribe to DLF. This is a proud member of the DLF Family of podcasts. Got to give a big shout-out to DLF and all the dope stuff they're doing with Dynasty Fantasy Football. But in the Rookie Report, what we do is we just track strictly rookies. That's it. We're talking about these rookies' weekly value. We're looking at them like the stock market. And I know. I love you, Matt Kelly. That's my dog. Matt Kelly is my dude, and he hates referring to players as shares in the stock market. But we're just trying to see week to week how these rookies are performing. Should you be going out there acquiring these rookies in Dynasty, or should you be trading them away How did they perform? You know, did they look good? Did they look bad in this past week? To be honest with you, majority of the rookies kind of looked like rookies. Week one, we had some really good performances out of the quarterbacks. Running backs, we had some outliers step up, explode onto the scene. Wide receivers balled out from top to bottom for for the rookies. And then the tight end, Kyle Pitts, you know, didn't really have the best day in week one. In week two, it was a lot less uh, exciting. You know, quarterbacks didn't play well. Running backs didn't play well. Wide receivers were okay. Kyle Pitts showed up, but that's okay. We are going to talk about the players that matter for your dynasty leagues. And I'm going to give you a couple of sleepers to throw out there as well that you probably should be trying to acquire in your dynasty leagues. But we're going to do all of that right after we drop the intro, baby. <music> All right, so Rookie of the Week for Week 2, none other than my guy, my man, Arizona Cardinals rookie wide receiver Ron Dell Moore. Seven receptions, 114 yards, one touchdown, converted all seven. Well, he had eight targets, converted seven of those targets. He actually leads the Cardinals in targets, more targets than Christian Kirk, more targets right now than DeAndre Hopkins. And no, I do not think that is going to be a trend that lasts the entire season. But it's really good to see a young, dynamic player get on the field and perform. We saw him create big plays with his legs, the explosiveness, the speed. And we saw him this past Sunday get down the field on the Minnesota Vikings and catch a long bomb from Kyler Murray and just be involved all over the field. Rondell Moore is a player that he doesn't look like an alpha. He's not six foot. He's not 220 pounds. None of that stuff. But what he is in his explosive dynamic athlete playmaker that I think Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is just ecstatic to have on his team. He's really transforming how Arizona plays because they don't have to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins 15 times a game. He creates so much versatility and flexibility on that offense that it makes Kyler Murray better. It's going to make DeAndre Hopkins better. And Rondell Moore is going to be a big beneficiary of that here in 2021. To start the season, Rondell Moore's season-long total receiving props were set at 545 yards he is almost that at that point right now just two games into the nfl season he's damn near you know a third of the way there quarter of the way there y'all know i'm not good at math but he's getting close to 545 two weeks in he'll get there he is going to beat that receiving prop if he stays healthy all season i am actively actively trying to acquire Rondell Moore in Dynasty. One, I'm biased. I like him. I think he's a dope player. i love loved his prospect profile for the past two years. But two, we see the utilization in Arizona. We see how they want to get him involved, and he's not even touching the ball out of the backfield right now. We've seen very few jet motions with him. It's only going to continue to increase. Rondell Moore's not even receiving a 50 60% snap share right now. So just imagine by week six, week seven, when he's actually playing, of the snaps for Arizona. I mean, good luck trying to acquire him at that point. Rondell Moore is a damn stud. The rookie of the week for week two in the NFL. Rondell Moore, go trade for him in Dynasty. Now, we had some absolutely dreadful performances from the quarterback position. I mean, none of them looked good. Like, I'm just going to be real. Mac Jones was my guy last week. He was the best out of the bunch this week, but even that was a little uninspiring. But the worst of the worst, Zach Wilson. I mean, 19 for 33, 210, no touchdowns, four interceptions. It was abysmal. And that's what Bill Belichick does to rookie quarterbacks. L- listen, my my thing with Zach Wilson, and I think I predicted him to be the second leading scorer at the rookie, at the rookie quarterback position for 2021, due in part because of the Jets' defense. They were going to have to throw the ball. And he's just, by product of volume, Zach Wilson was going to fall into a lot of fantasy points. My big concern with Zach Wilson coming out of the NFL draft was sort of just kind of level of competition and that gunslinger mentality. When you have that gunslinger mentality, it's the counter-opposite to Mac Jones. And it's a good segue to get into Mac Jones, and I'm not done talking about Zach Wilson, but Mac Jones this past weekend, I think he was the best rookie quarterback again. 23 for 30, 186 yards. That was it. No touchdowns, no interceptions, took a couple of sacks. Right now, Mac is like the anti Zach Wilson. He is playing extremely safe. He's taking what's there. If the play's not there, get it out of bounds. I had this conversation with my boy Scott Connor, Dynasty and Chill. He's not losing you games, but right now he's not winning you games. And I think that is a more correctable quarterback flaw than just making boneheaded decisions. And it's week, it's one week. I am not panicked on Zach Wilson. I am not punting Zach Wilson. I'm not trading Zach Wilson away after one week in which we saw Peyton Manning throw multiple interceptions as rookies. Every quarterback goes through these growing pains, and I'm sure Mac Jones is going to have his time. We saw Justin Fields throw an interception in relief of Andy Dalton, but it just goes to show that, you know, right now, the most pro ready quarterback, in my opinion, was Mac Jones. And, you know, he didn't have a great week. He didn't have a terrible week. Zach Wilson, terrible week for for the rookie. If anybody in your dynasty leagues are panicked on Zach Wilson, I think this is an opportunity to acquire him because I still think he's going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. The Jets just – he has no time. The offensive line is bad. The receiving core with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore is good, but it doesn't matter if you're good if the offensive line cannot protect you. We know he's got the arm talent. It's just when it rains, it pours. And for Zach Wilson – Bill Belichick just makes it poor on rookie quarterbacks. So this was not a good spot for Zach Wilson to be in. And maybe he learns a lot from this. You get this one out of the way early in the season. Hopefully we see him bounce back next week versus the Denver Broncos. I think they've got the Broncos this week. But Zach Wilson, not panic, terrible performance. If you can go get him for the low because of that four interception game, I would probably try to go and do that. Now, Justin Fields came in in relief of Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton looked like he tore his ACL. Then he was back in the game, and now they're saying he's going to play. He's not going to play. I don't know what's going on. Justin Fields goes in there, 6 for 13, 60 yards, one pick, six interception. He did throw a beautiful pass to Allen Robinson that A-Rod probably should have come down with. If he completes that, I think it was a 40-yard pass, would have been a touchdown. That stat line looks a hell of a lot better. But Justin Fields, we know what he can do with his legs, and he may get an opportunity to do that on the field this coming Sunday. Stock neutral for Justin Fields. If anything, give him a little bump up because he's actually going to play. Not going to hold that interception against him. It was bad. It was abysmal. It was brutally threw it right to the Cincinnati defender. But, again, coming coming in cold off of the bench for Andy Dalton, no prep time this week, Justin Fields' stock should be going up. Now, Davis Mills is another rookie quarterback who got on the field, quarterback of the Houston Texans. Eight for 18, 102 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I mean – Versus Cleveland, came in in relief of Tyrod. He's going to play this Thursday versus Carolina, which has an incredible defense. This is probably going to be a bad spot for Davis Mills. If you have Davis Mills in Dynasty and there are teams who are in need of a quarterback, I would try to trade him right now, right before this Carolina game, because he could go out there and have a Zach wilson s game, get pulled for whomever the backup quarterback is. This is not a good spot for Davis Mills. I have no interest in Davis Mills and Dynasty, and if I do have him, which I do have him in one league, I am trying to trade him ASAP. Trey Lance, no playing time, incomplete, no stock up, no stock down. Jimmy Garoppolo still the quarterback until Kyle Shanahan lets us know otherwise. Trevor Lawrence, bad game. You know, just didn't look good. 14 for 33, 188, one touchdown, two interceptions, this is what you're going to get. And Denver's defense did this to Trevor Lawrence. What do you think they're going to do to Zach Wilson and that depleted Jets offensive line? Pray for Zach Wilson going against Vaughn Miller, Patrick Sertan, who's the leader for NFL Rookie of the Year for the defense. Uh, T-Law, you know, it just he had a touchdown early, and then it was ugly interception after ugly interception. And I think this is what we're going to see from this Jacksonville offense. They have no continuity. I don't know what this team is doing. Right now, these quarterbacks, they they all look like rookie quarterbacks. And if I were going to tell you to buy any of these guys right now, because I still think the jury is still not convinced that Mac Jones is good for whatever reason, do it now. Do it now before the Tampa Bay game. Because I think in that game, the Patriots are going to be forced to throw the ball to keep up with Tampa Bay, regardless if that's what Sean McDaniels, uh, Josh McDaniels, and Bill Belichick want to do with their rookie quarterback. They cannot dink and dunk Tampa Bay and win. He is going to have to put the ball in the air. And even if New England loses, even if Mac Jones throws an interception or two, if he puts up 300-plus passing yards on this Tampa Bay defense, his stock is going to go through the roof. We are going to see people say, nope, I see what's coming. We've got another Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers-type quarterback on our hands, and I'm not trading him away. You're hedging. You're you're because he can go out there and just completely shit the bed and look terrible and a stock kind of tank. But he's gonna be the quarterback for the next five years and probably longer. So if you are in need of a quarterback in Dynasty, I think the prudent move right now is to trade for Mac Jones prior to the Tampa Bay game because they will be forced and have to throw the ball to beat Tom Brady in that potent offense. And that's when we're gonna see what Mac Jones can have. What 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 we have in Mac Jones? So overall The rookie quarterbacks this week, I probably give them in total like a C minus, probably a D plus. Like the group in general, it just wasn't good. You know, Mac was the safe one. Zach was terrible. Trevor Lawrence was terrible. Justin Fields only played a half and he was up and down, but that's to be expected. Davis Mills, terrible. Trey Lance didn't play. So rookie report for the quarterbacks this week, probably give the entire group a D plus, the best looking one out of all of them. Once again, Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jack Jones. Check it out. NFL football is finally... Back, baby, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Cowboys tickets or Rams tickets or Cardinals tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. Tick Pick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NFL tickets. Don't believe it, if you can find better prices. For the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in in purchase price. Listen, I know you want to go to a Cowboys game here in Texas, or you want to go see those awful Jaguars play on the road. TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash Debbie today and use the promo code Debbie to save $10 off your first order for those Dallas Cowboy tickets or whatever your favorite NFL team tickets are. All right, most people's rookie RB1 Najee Harris, another pedestrian day on the ground. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. 10 for 38, averaging 3.8 a carry, long of 14. But he did salvage the day with five receptions on five targets, four 20, uh, 443 yards and one touchdown. Really saved his fantasy day. Pittsburgh looks terrible. Ben Roethlisberger is not good. That offensive line is putrid. And Najee Harris is working really hard to pick up 30, 40 yards a game on the ground. It's, you know, he's playing all the snaps. I mean, I think I saw a stat that of all Pittsburgh's offensive plays, like Najee's been off of the field like three times all season. So he's on the field. He's getting the volume. We saw him more involved in the passing game, which he only had three targets in week one. Bumped that up to five targets. He converted all five of those targets for 43 yards and a touchdown. We like that. Like, we're happy with that, and we'll take the 38 yards on top of that versus the Las Vegas Raiders. It just, you know, we want more. We want more, but there's only so much Najee can do behind that offensive line and with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. So, for me, I'm going to give a little bit of a stock up. I'm seeing a lot of wild stuff on Twitter. Najee is the next CEH. Stop the bullshit. Like, cut it out, folks. He's played eight quarters of football. He was productive. He was the top 12 running back in in fantasy this week with that stat line. Relax a little bit on the Najee-CEH comparisons. He's going to be fine. He's playing. He's the focal point of that offense. And with Deontay Johnson potentially sidelined for a little bit of time, they're going to have to lean more so than ever on Najee Harris. No concerns about Najee. I'm actually going to give him my first stock up outside of Rondell Moore, who was Rookie of the Week, but stock up for Najee Harris. I'm also going to give a big boost to the RB2, RB3 in the 2021 class. Javonta Williams, Denver Broncos running back. 13 carries, 64 yards. And then he had one reception for 10 yards versus the Jaguars. All right, Javonta, now we're getting warmed up. Week 1, 14 carries. Week 2, 13 carries. It's it's starting to go. He's starting to pick up that steam. He's starting to build some steam up, right? Melvin Gordon's still running well. But Javonta Williams, another stock-up arrow for Javonta Williams. Things are looking up. For him, And I think by midseason, we see a true split backfield or maybe even like 70-30 Javonta Williams. Who knows? If a team gets some injuries at running back, they trade Melvin Gordon and give the reins to Javonta Williams. Again, another one of those players whose, you know, his value is still kind of depressed because he's not the guy. He's not the lead back. But if you can go out and get Javonta Williams right now, that probably is a wise move. And I'd be willing to trade a 2022 first-round pick straight up for him right now. Don't know if every league would accept that, but if you've got league mates who would, make sure you get that done. Stock up for Javonta Williams. Really loving what Denver's putting together. Teddy Bridgewater orchestrating a really good offense. Even without Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton stepping up. Noah Fant doing his thing. Javonta Williams is going to continue to be a bigger part of this Denver Broncos offense. And I love what we're seeing on tape right now from the big bruising back out of North Carolina. Michael Carter is also a running back whose stock is on the rise. After his week one performance, where he had a few carries, like four carries, six yards, did nothing versus the Carolina Panthers, versus the New England Patriots. He came back 11 for 59, averaging 5.4 a carry. Looked like the best running back on that team. Again, Jets are bad. Did Zach Wilson no favors? Maybe what they try to do moving forward is run the ball a little bit more to take some pressure off of Zach Wilson. And if that's the case, I do think that... At least by midseason, Michael Carter will have established himself as the primary ball carrier for the New York Jets backfield. So, Javante, stock up. Also, Michael Carter, stock up. Now, the other running backs, you know, the big one, Elijah Mitchell, he shit the bed, 17 for 42, hurt his shoulder, couldn't convert his goal line attempt for a touchdown. I don't know. I mean, got him week one. You still got to roll him out there. You know, Trey Sermon gets hit, concussed, fumbles the ball. There goes another rookie running back, right? Now he's out. So Elijah Mitchell, right, Elijah? This is it. Like, if, if you're going to play, you better do it this week. They just signed Jacquez Patrick, the running back out of Florida State. Elijah Mitchell's got to get it done this week in order to matter. And then Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, talked about him as a bye last week. Gainwell, uh, he's got his role. You know, Philly... They didn't run a lot of plays. I mean, San Francisco was driving the ball 90 yards down their throat on Sunday, like consecutive drives. So we didn't see a ton of Kenneth Gainwell, but he is the clear number two. Boston Scott, zero touches. No rush attempts, no no receptions, no targets. It's Miles Sanders, it's Kenneth Gainwell. Knock on wood, because we don't pray for injuries, but if something were to happen to Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell is the back that you want. Sneaky RB by this week. Go get Demetric Felton. Jarvis Landry out. We don't know how long Odell Beckham is going to be nursing that knee injury. Felton had two receptions, 51 yards, and a nice, nifty little passing touchdown, uh, receiving touchdown last week versus the Texans. They may try to get this dynamic playmaker of the ball a little bit more. It kind of reminds you of uh, this Tyreek Hill early in his career, a gadget player, not nearly as explosive, not nearly the speed, but the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, line up out wide, to run the ball out of the backfield, to return kicks, return putts. Demetrik Felton, like a sneaky, sneaky low buy. I would go get him because if Jarvis misses multiple weeks, Odell Beckham's still not 100%. They need explosiveness on that offense outside of Nick Chubb. Demetric Felton could provide a spark for that team. So go get Demetric Felton. If he's sitting on waivers in Dynasty Leagues, if you can acquire him for low 2022 20, third, fourth round pick, couple of fours, couple, you know, go get him. Go get D- Dimitri Felton. He's well worth the ad. Somebody that I am looking for in waiver wires and dynasty leagues. But overall, running back position this week, B minus. Najee did get in the end zone. We did see Javonta Williams more involved in the offense. B minus. B minus for the running backs. Uh, a lot more impressive than the quarterbacks, but still a lot left to be desired from the running back position in week two. Hopefully, we see some improvement here in week three. But let's wrap it up with the pass catchers so we talked about rondell moore already he is the rookie of the week for week two seven for 114 and one best rookie wide receiver in week two followed by jamar chase he does it again i mean he was quiet the entire game did nothing into the fourth quarter one yellow ball from joe burrow he splits the defenders they run into each other boom 40 yard touchdown pass for jamar chase he had two receptions devonta smith had two receptions but Jamar Chase converted those two for 54 yards in a tubby, while Devonta Smith you know, couldn't get on track with Jalen Hurts. I believe he had seven or eight targets in that game, which we love. One of the highest target share leaders in the NFL in Week 2, but only converted two of those for 16 yards. No tubbies for Devonta Smith. Hopefully he gets on track next week versus, uh my Dallas Cowboys. Travion Diggs is probably going to be locked up on Smith one-on-one, so that's going to be a hell of a battle. But Jamar Chase, two weeks in a row, two touchdowns. That's why you don't worry about the crap that's happening in the preseason. Jamar Chase is a stud. He's going to be a locked and loaded stud. You roll him out there every week. He's good. He's great. Two receptions, don't care, 54 yards. And a touchdown really saved his day. Devonta Smith didn't do well. Uh, Jalen Waddle, 6 for 48. Again, just kind of ho hum. Even in a blowout, you expected more. You know, they're getting blown out. Jalen Waddell, 6 for 48. Give me more. I want more, more, more. Speaking of more, Elijah Moore kind of showed up this week and a bad loss for the Jets, but he had four receptions, I believe over 40 yards. I think it was like 43 yards for Elijah Moore. So good to see him getting more acclimated to that offense, playing in that number two role across from Corey Davis should only yield positive things for one Elijah Moore. Moving forward, stock up for more. Stock up for Jamar Chase. Stock up for Rondell Moore. Neutral stock for Devonta Smith. He's not down. He's not up. Got to convert more than eight of those targets for two receptions. A lot of that wasn't on Smith, but I don't care. You're getting eight targets, convert them. So stock even for Devonta Smith, even for Jalen Waddle. up for Rondell, Jamar Chase, and Elijah Moore. I cannot wait till Rashad Bateman gets back. We need Shady B back on the field for Baltimore. We're seeing Hollywood Brown thrive with Lamar Jackson. Make sure you send out offers to go get you some Rashad Bateman because he's coming back and he's going to command targets in that Baltimore offense. Now, the final rookie performance that we need to talk about from the pass-catching position was Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, 5 for 73 versus Tampa Bay. Even in a blowout, Kyle Pitts looked good. He's on the field. He's running routes. He's playing all the snaps. Just get him the ball, Matty Ice. Get him the ball. Kyle Pitts is a stud. I traded him away in Dynasty, but I ended up getting Patrick Mahomes. So I feel good about that deal. But Kyle Pitts is a locked and loaded stud. Again, this week two of the Rookie Report, a lot of the guys didn't do well. They flamed out. Go get you some Rondell Moore. Go buy low on Demetric Felton and make sure you buy high on Kyle Pitts. I think this is the point where you just need to go get him. He is going to be an absolute monster for us in fantasy, one of the best tight end prospects that we've seen come through. Hopefully we get some better performances in week three, but I'll have you covered one way or another. Your boy GQ will be here for you. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, engage with the people below in the comments, subscribe to the podcast, check me out. Stay tapped in. I'll be back next week. I'm out of this thing. Peace.